Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to LiveWise Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby. And unless you were on the right side of the oil and gas, coal and lithium trade last year, I'm guessing you had a pretty rough time of it in 2022. So if you could, would you start completely from scratch? Today, we're joined by Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and Henry Jennings from Marcus Today for a full portfolio reset. Okay, let's dive straight in. I'm going to start with you, Henry. Do you think what worked over the last six to 12 months will work over the year ahead or is now the right time for a full portfolio reset? I think it's always good to stress test your portfolio at any time and and beginning of the year is always good. What worked in 2022 was based on the black swan event which we saw when Putin went into Ukraine. Will that happen again? Well, he's already there. Um, So what will work this year? I don't think it'll be the same things that worked last year. So a good time for a reset? I think it's a good time for a reset. I think it's a good time just to, as I say, stress test your portfolio. Think about what stocks you've got in there. You know, the biggest event this year is going to be China. China reopening is the game changer of all game changers. The second biggest economy coming back online after three years in the wilderness. That is huge. Okay, over to you, Michael. We talked about some of the sectors that really outperformed in the intro there last year, lithium, oil and gas, coal. Do you feel like those same sectors are going to outperform this year or is now the right time for a portfolio reset? Look, when it comes to to portfolio resets, I think the way we view the markets anyway, it's always good to have some core positions which you can hold throughout the cycles, but there's definitely going to be positions um, around the edges of your portfolio which are definitely worth revising for the year ahead. Um, As to whether the same sectors that did well last year will do well again this year, it's always difficult to say. Um, Often the sectors and the businesses that performed poorly the previous year often bounce back. And in fact, I saw a Livewire article recently sort of highlighting that fact. But I do think many of the themes that played out last year in terms of commodities doing well and energy and gas doing well, I still think the dynamics are set up pretty well for those sectors to persist, particularly if inflation remains fairly high. and interest rates continue to move higher. So, and if we get the China reopening theme, obviously that's quite buoyant as well for the commodity space. So I do still think that there is some momentum to be had um, in those sectors that did well last year. Okay, you touched on it a little bit there. Last year was all about macro. It seemed like fundamentals were completely chucked out of the window. What macro headwinds do you still have on your radar for 2023? Yeah, look, it's hard always to forecast the macro, but many in the market, probably including us as well, Uh, feel as though in 2023, inflation will peak, interest rates will peak. Um, You might also get a situation where earnings for companies bottom. Um, So they're definitely the things that we're watching. Any sort of factor that affects interest rates or affects inflation, unexpectedly so, could really set the markets one way or the other. There's obviously the China reopening theme. There's the Japanese central bank looking to control bond yields at the moment should they be forced to do away with their policy. And that could see the Japanese yen really sort of take off and that could put pressure on 
various parts of the bond market and, and then in turn the equity market. So there's always issues to worry about and be concerned about, but it's always impossible to pick which of those issues will cause the biggest gyrations in markets. Okay, over to you, Henry. Do you feel like 2023 is going to be about the macro or is it more about earnings in 2023? It's always about the macro. Let's face it, <laughs> it's always about the macro. The macro infects and informs us of, of so many things. You know, don't fight the Fed, it's the biggest macro in the world. The danger is the Fed over tightens and puts the US into some kind of recession. I think the other danger we also could see is that inflation peaking was a 2022 story. I think inflation could reappear in 2023. You know, we're talking about commodity prices going higher. We're talking about oil going higher because China's opening. These are all factors that sort of came off in 2022 that helped the inflation story. So the, the danger is, I think, is that as we head into 2023, we get this sort of lull. We get lulled into a full sense of security with inflation, and then it comes back to bite us again, and the Fed has to go a little bit harder again, and that puts the US into recession. Okay, there's a few headwinds there. Let's talk about some of yeah. the opportunities that we're finding in the market right now. Which sectors are looking particularly attractive? Well, 2022 was lithium and electric vehicles are still the big, big place to be, let's face it. And we're going to see a lot more electric vehicles coming through in 2023. The big European car manufacturers playing that game. But I think it's going to spread out not just in the lithium space to rare earths. We're seeing a lot of interest now in at the moment. Copper as well, uh, nickel. We're seeing, you know, BHP announced recently they're going into Serbia to look for projects there. Rio was already in Serbia. So I think it's still going to be very much commodity focused, very much the greenification of the global economy is still going to be a big focus, I think. And the resource stocks in our market, of course, the big winners there. What do you think, Michael? Yeah, I tend to agree with a lot of that. I still think that that green theme that's out there has a lot to play out potentially over the next 12 months. But we are seeing some value in some more unloved sectors from last year, things like the healthcare sector, for example. We think companies like CSL and ResMed and Fisher and Paykel um, didn't really partake in much of the rally from last year that was seen in the resources side of the market. In fact, a lot of those companies fell away a long way. So we do think that they're good quality businesses on a long-term horizon. Um, some of the higher PE names that have quality earnings. Um, also, we still see some value in some of the, the, the reopening airports, for instance, such as Auckland International Airports, Webjet, the travel-related stocks. So we still think there, it's good to have a bit of a blend in your portfolio. Obviously, you want to have some resources in there, but you don't want to completely disregard the sectors that struggled last year, such as healthcare and tech and some certain high PE names as well. Okay, I'm really excited for this. We asked our experts today to bring along their top three stocks in their dream portfolio if they had to start from scratch today. Michael, what would you bring along for us? Yeah, so looking on a long-term time horizon, three companies that we are amongst our top five at the moment, but I'll pick as my top three if I was starting from scratch, is CSL, uh, one healthcare company, ResMed, a second healthcare company, and then a company called IDP Education. Um, these three businesses have very good long-term prospects, um, that's our belief anyway. Uh, they've got very good balance sheets and they've got a consistent track record of delivering. So we feel that the long-term outlook for those businesses remains very attractive and if we were starting from scratch today, those three would be on the list and they'll be the top three. Okay, over to you Henry, your time in the hot seat. If you had to start from scratch, what would be your top three holdings? I was trying really hard to think of three stocks beginning with the same letter. <laughs> And they were triple M, and I've failed miserably. But I have got two M's and one J. The two M's I would choose would be Macquarie, 
fantastic exposure to the market, apart from anything else. Clean and green theme as well. Very diversified business internationally as well. The other one that I would look at in the M space is mineral resources. MIN is the stock code. Again, it's got exposure to iron ore and lithium, two great commodities for Australia. And the third one I thought of was a bit left field and is my J, James Hardy. And everybody hates James Hardy. Particularly at the moment. Particularly at the moment, and US housing is such a dog of a place. But you know what, these guys have made a pretty good fist of a pretty bad situation. When you look at the numbers, they're actually not doing too badly considering. And they've got massive leverage. If the US doesn't go into recession, and we do see rates come off, and we are seeing that coming off in 30-year bond rates, and we do see housing activity pick up, James Hardy are going to be lean, mean, and hungry and out there. And the stock is under a cloud. So for me, under a cloud is good. Macquarie, Mineral Resources, and James Hardy, MMJ. OK, last one for today. What were some of the duds in your portfolio in 2022? What have you done with them? Have you sold out of them? Have you held on to them? What's the plan for 2023 with those stocks? Good idea, yes. What's the plan? People ask me that a lot. Um, some of the duds that I've bought have been bubs. I got very carried away with Biden, started signing up bubs to uh, take goat formula to the US to solve their formula crisis. Still got those. We are seeing a little bit of a renaissance there. Um, Zip was another one of my duds to some extent, but I've just actually exited those. They've had a good rally. Uh, some of the other duds have been some of the smaller lithium plays. And I know, you know, I, I talk lithium a lot and Pilbara has been fantastic and Core Lithium. Lots of these things have been great. But some of the little ones are really strong, and I've got way too enthusiastic about them. Okay, over to you, Michael. What were some of the duds yeah. in your portfolio in 2022, and what have you done with them? Are you still holding on to them, or what's happening in 2023 with those stocks? Yes, yeah, so 2022, there were a few duds, um, despite the index itself holding up relatively okay in Australia. Um, so the three of, of the worst performers was um, Aeris Resources, AIS, a small copper producer, Another one was a sort of med tech, uh, again, small cap, Alcidian, ALC is the code, and then finally, PointsBet, PBH. So they were three. Um, we, still, we still like Eris a lot. It's a, a copper producer, but wasn't profitable. The Milner family of Solpats has, has recently sort of taken a big position in that business. That's a, off to a good start to the year, by the way. It's up sort of 50% or so. Still wow. a fair way to get back to where it was, but it's off to a, a decent start at least. Alcidian, again, they've had very good headline numbers, but not expected to turn profitable for another year or so. Um, but again, they've been delivering as they said they would, but valuations came into it. And then the market that we had last year wasn't the place to be. Points bet, this is the more difficult one. It's come back a long way. It peaked at around $17. It's now down to around $2. Um, it'll be interesting to see how their upcoming results are in February as to whether they're continuing to lose market share, whether they're able to keep a bit of a toehold but we still hold all three lessons learned, probably cut them earlier um, in a scenario where there's a lot of rotation out of those smaller cap, no earnings names. Okay, well, that's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed that portfolio special of Buy, Hold, Sell. If you did, why not give it a like? Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.